And I would immediately take this to mean that he just simply didn't care and wasn't interested. So clearly he didn't, you know, want the relationship at all, right? Surely that's what that meant if he was silent during conflict. Welcome to the Sensuality Academy podcast, where I share tangible techniques to help you embody your femininity, enhance your sex life, and elevate your relationships. I'm your host, Eleanor Hadley, sensuality coach and founder of Sensual Yoga. Now let's unleash your inner sensualista. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Sensuality Academy podcast. I'm so happy to be back behind this microphone talking to you again. I had to take last week off the podcast because I completely lost my voice. I would wake up every morning hoping that it was better and that I could record an episode for you, but I sounded ridiculous. So I'm happy to finally have my voice back almost 90% back to normal. So let's get into this week's episode. Now, after I heard so much hype about the new TV series adaption of Sally Rooney's popular book, Normal People, I finally sat down to watch this a couple of weeks ago. And I had very high expectations for this show because so many people would not stop banging on about it. And I especially heard a lot of people in the sexuality space who were speaking about how revolutionary the show was in terms of the way that they portrayed sex. So naturally, I was intrigued. The promise of seeing sex scenes portrayed in a new light on TV was absolutely enough for me to sign up for a 30-day trial of Stan. (laughs) You're welcome for the plug, Stan. Um, If you want to get in touch for a sponsorship deal, actually maybe don't after you hear what I have to say about this show. If you follow me on Instagram already, you may have witnessed my rant over on my stories last week and my utter frustrations with the character's lack of communication skills. Honestly, it drove me bonkers. (laughs) I kept waiting and waiting for the show to get better. And I'm, I'm a Taurus, so I was very stubborn and I stuck with it. And I watched the whole damn series only to severely regret wasting precious hours of my life on it. And after I did this rant on my stories, thankfully, I was comforted by the fact that many of you agreed and found the same frustrations as I did. So thank you for your support of my rant. If you haven't seen it yet and have no idea what I'm on about, essentially it's a teen romance drama set in Ireland that follows the tumultuous love story of Connell and Marianne. Now, I'm not going to spend too long today talking about the show itself because I know a lot of you may not have watched it. Plus, I'm here to give you tangible techniques to help you avoid experiencing such epic communication failures like those that are exhibited in normal people. But to illustrate how absolutely awful these characters are at having a real goddamn conversation, I'm going to play you this hilarious TikTok parody of the show that my cousin sent me after she saw how much the show bugged me. And yes, I am obsessed with TikTok and no, I'm not sorry about it. But 
This just about sums up the show. Have a listen. You're right, Marianne. Would you like a cup of tea? I don't, uh, I don't really one way or the other, so. Look, Marianne, I... Do you think I'm weird? Why would I think you're weird? Because I like tea. I, it's not that I, I... I just... Sometimes I feel like... Forget it, it it's, it's alright. Alright, uh... Okay, so... Bye then. Okay. I swear those kind of conversations took up about 50% of the show with the rest of it being like 30% moody silent shots and then 20% sex scenes. Okay, I'm going to stop ranting about it now, (laughs) but all of this is to say that the terrible, terrible conversation skills in the show inspired me to come on the podcast to talk to you about processing styles. Sexy, right? (laughs) I promise it's helpful. Processing styles refer to the way in which we process ideas, thoughts, and feelings internally or externally. Now, this topic's been on my list to share with you for a while. And the reason I just needed to bump this episode this week was because while I was watching normal people, I could see that these two characters were internal processes. Now, their processing style is just the tip of the iceberg of issues that Connell and Marianne have. (laughs) Honestly, they could both do to listen to episode seven and episode nine about knowing your needs and how to avoid miscommunication in relationships. So I don't know if you want to send them a message, just like tweet the the episode to them. That'd be great. (laughs) But let's talk about processing styles. Knowing and understanding your processing style and those of the people you love is a total game changer in relationships, family, friendships, and in the workplace. I am all about learning and teaching how to connect and communicate better so that we can have more nourishing and meaningful conversations. And this tool is an integral part of your communication toolkit. So let's dive in. There are two processing styles, internal and external. This is about how you work through things. So which are you? You might already have a sense, but let me spell it out for you. As I share with you these two different styles, have a little think about which one resonates with you the most. And also maybe you can start to recognize which style other people in your life might have. So an internal processor tends to work things through in their heads. Their thoughts, feelings, their problem solving, it's all done internally. Internal processes will generally spend time carefully forming their thoughts and opinions before they voice them out loud. They often need intentional time alone to think things through properly. They definitely do not appreciate being asked to comment or share their opinion on the spot, but they do appreciate having time to plan and prepare ahead of time. They'll often listen and take things in more than they can talk. Now, a caveat to this, this doesn't necessarily mean that they're 
good listeners, though they may be, it simply refers to the fact that they generally don't just talk out loud unless they're ready and have what they want to say formulated in their minds first. So they seem to be listening and taking things in more than speaking out loud in a conversation. So the hosts of the wonderful show Multi Amory have nicknamed this processing style as the chewer. So someone who chews on things. Um, And the opposite is the spewer, (laughs) which is the external processor, which I'll talk about in just a moment. Now, I feel a little bit grossed out by the term chewer and spewer, but it's an easy way for you to remember the different types of processing styles. So if that helps, let's go for it. Otherwise, let's talk about the external processor. An external processor tends to like thinking out loud and bouncing ideas off someone else. They'll often just talk problems through to a point where they come to a conclusion as a result of the chat. They love to brainstorm and get things out. This can be by talking a problem through with a single person, with a group, maybe through a post on social media, by writing it down, or even just talking aloud to themselves. They can often have a need to verbalize what they're thinking, to get it out of their heads. Sometimes it can be just a bit too much to think internally. They need to get it out. And so that's how the name spewer sometimes makes sense. It's just like, oh, I just need to get this out of my head and talk it out loud. So with zero context, I polled you on Instagram a couple of weeks ago, and I asked you to tell me if you preferred to work things out in your head or out loud. And the results of this very professional study showed that 32% of you are internal processes and 68 of you, 68% of you are external processes. Science. Yay. <laughs> very professional study just uh, done there on Instagram stories. But I'd love to know, what do you think that you are? Me, I am totally an external processor. Maybe that's why I have a podcast because I like to talk things out. Yes, I have extensive notes and I research and I create my episode, but I love to talk things out with my friends, with people in my life to get a better understanding. And yes, I'm one of those people who will sit at their desk and talk to themselves <laughs> as they're writing. So I'm absolutely an external processor. So why is this helpful specifically for relationships? I am so happy you asked. I absolutely love how curious you are. So do any of these sound familiar? You've been exasperated in the past, waiting for someone to just tell you how they feel about you. Or maybe you felt pressured to comment on a topic in the moment, but you haven't felt quite ready. Or maybe you've had people take your out loud brainstorming to be factual instead of what it is, which is just spitballing ideas. Or maybe you felt like you're the one doing all the talking and all the sharing in a relationship while your partner just kind of clams up. These are ways that our processing styles can trip us up and lead to confusion and miscommunication in relationships. 
I'm an external processor and I just love talking things through out loud. A lot of the time I haven't yet formed my final decision or thoughts on something when I'm chatting things through, which understandably can lead to people in my life being confused and saying to me later, I thought you said you wanted to do X, but now you're talking about Y? And to me, it makes total sense. But to an internal processor who often spends their time thinking internally and only verbalizing their final thoughts and conclusions, it can seem somewhat insane and rather infuriating to them. Because we all tend to view other people's behavior through our own lens, this can be so confusing. This ultimately leads to conflict if we aren't willing to take off our self glasses and instead try on a few other frames to understand other perspectives and how other people may see things. I mean, this is just basic empathy, really, and a skill everyone needs to adopt ASAP. You can see by the state of the world at the moment, the damage that can be done, has been done, is being done by those who refuse to see the world from any other point of view than their own. This notion of, well, if it doesn't impact me, it doesn't matter. It's harmful and outrageously dangerous. And yeah, that's on a huge spectrum, but even in just relationships, it can be really damaging if you're expecting that everybody around you sees the world and processes things in the same way that you do. So back to processing styles. As an example from my own life, because just a big old sharer, a previous partner of mine is a thousand percent an internal processor to the point where when we would be going through something, he would barely speak. When he did, his words were intentional and very carefully chosen. As an external processor, I always just wanted to talk and talk and talk and figure out how I felt about things. Often in the process, I might say things that I don't really believe fully, but I'm just working through my thoughts. Now, thankfully, in this dynamic, my partner was pretty cognizant of my verbal diarrhea tendencies and never lauded my babbling over me, but it did prove to be a challenge. And this can lead to great conflict. Now, I, on the other hand, I was absolutely baffled by his silence during conflict. And I would immediately take this to mean that he just simply didn't care and wasn't interested. So clearly he didn't, you know, want the relationship at all, right? Surely that's what that meant if he was silent during conflict. And so I would push him to say something, anything, despite him not being ready. Because I was seeing the situation through my glasses, through my perspective of you must need to talk things out to understand them and to have a dialogue. And again, that was me really projecting my style of communication and my processing style on him. And I created a story that... If he didn't want to talk, then it means that he didn't care at all. 
which was not the case. Can you relate to this kind of situation? I hope I'm not the only one. Please tell me I'm not the only one. (laughs) If you're an internal processor, you're probably like, oh my God, it's so annoying when they force me to speak when I'm not ready. Or you're like, shit, do they ever stop talking? (laughs) I wish they would just shut up (laughs) and let me think and I'll come back and talk to them about it later when I know what I want to say. And if you're an external processor like me, you're probably resonating and tend to feel that frustration with people when they don't have as much to say on things about you. Maybe you see it as a flaw or make it mean something about the person themselves or about your relationship like I did. Communication is a minefield, huh? Yeah. Now, as much as you likely feel your processing style is the best way, they each have their strengths and their weaknesses. One is not better than the other, as much as you might like to think yours is. Let's look at the pros and cons of being an internal processor. First up, the strengths of a chewer are, since they often spend time internally deliberating, their thoughts are often very solid by the time they verbalize them. This means you can know they truly mean what they say. Because they deliberate over their word choices, they can be very clear, concise, and great communicators. And then some weaknesses that internal processes might face are being seen as cold or disengaged or uninterested, being very easily exhausted by us external processes, apologies, being seen as not being a team player if they're not um, jumping in on conversations in team settings or workplace settings. Then, as a spewer or an external processor, our strengths are the ability to be flexible, to adapt and change your mind midway through conversations, being quite creative and able to generate new ideas and concepts as they're being discussed. Whereas the weaknesses of an external processor are the feeling of potential abandonment or pain that can come from an internal processor who isn't interested in talking things through out loud with them. Taking up time um, brainstorming out loud, that can be one of the weaknesses of an external processor, being seen as being too talkative, being seen as being very indecisive and being unable to keep thoughts inside when it might not be the most appropriate time to discuss them. So again, neither is the superior style, but it's important that we know our own style And then look out for the ways in which the people in our life tend to need to process things. This will lead to way, way more understanding and a whole lot less conflict. So what do you do when dealing with someone with a processing style that is different to yours? First things first, know yours and theirs make sure that they do too. That's super helpful. 
Second, don't project your processing style onto everyone else. People are different, so respect that. Number three is understand the goal of your communication and how it relates to your processing style. So you might like to go back to episode number nine about how to avoid miscommunication in relationships. But essentially, you want to keep an open mind here. Does the goal of your conversation fall into the category of hear me, feel me, or help me? Again, listen to episode nine if you don't understand what I'm talking about. Remember, hear me is where you or they want to share and be heard. Feel me is when you or they are seeking sympathy, comfort, praise, or celebration. And help me is where you or they are wanting to get help to solve a problem or seeking advice. So an internal processor may come to you with the intention to simply share something and have that just be heard. And an external processor might like to specify that they're wanting to bounce ideas with you. So they're seeking advice. Again, your processing style doesn't dictate which of these three goals of communication you use, but you can see how they're handy tools to use together, right? Right. I'm so glad you agree. (laughs) So some specific tips for you, if you are an internal processor, first of all, let those around you know that you operate best when you have some time to think things through. Ask for space and time to get back to people on things. This is really important in setting your boundaries. If you're internal and speaking to an external processor, reassure them that you do care about what's being discussed, but prefer to formulate your ideas in your head first. Take intentional time away from a discussion to gather your thoughts and then set a time to come back and share. It's important that you both feel that your needs are met. So understanding that your silence could be frustrating or really difficult for an external processor. So be sure to share your style and set your boundaries so that you don't get forced to comment when you're not ready. And to avoid further conflict, when you share your final thoughts on something, make it known that you may already be set on them and you're not searching for a brainstorm or for help because you've essentially already done that for yourself. Now, as for the external processes, some specific tips for you. Consider alternative ways to process things externally before perhaps overloading your internal processing partner or friend. This could look like talking it out with someone else, like another external processor, or making use of a journal. Writing it out, typing it out, talking it out into a voice recorder is really great as well. Maybe just do a whole podcast. (laughs) Make others aware that you're brainstorming or spitballing and not to take everything you say while you're in this mode as gospel and your final decisions on the matter. You can also encourage your partner to support your process by simply asking clarifying questions to help you get to a resolution. 
Sometimes all that we external processors need is to verbalize our thoughts to the point where we realize the answer ourselves. But it's the process of externally talking it through that is integral to us coming to that conclusion. Whereas for internal processors, thinking it through inside their heads is how they get to that conclusion. Now, if you're both internal processes, like bloody Marianne and Connell in normal people, you're going to have to be really intentional about sharing your thoughts with one another to ensure that you're both on the same page. Because if you're both stewing on something, but don't get around to verbalizing it, well, it can lead to way more heartache than is necessary. Case in point with those two. On the flip side, two internal processes could have really wonderful, clear communication with one another if they're intentional about it. Now, if you're both external, well, <laughs> this is where you can end up talking around in circles forever and ever. So be sure to come to conclusions and to a point where you clarify what your final thoughts are, what your final feelings and ideas are on the matter at hand, the matter at hand. Since you both love a good brainstorm, there's potential for some serious fun and creativity to spring from this kind of relationship. You just want to remember that things said during a brainstorm aren't always concrete and fully formed ideas. So ask those clarifying questions often. All right. I hope that this has helped you to understand the ways in which you tend to process your thoughts, ideas, feelings, and emotions, and that it supports you to have better relationships moving forward, because that's what I'm all about. An amazing way to make your communication even better is to communicate about communication. So share this episode far and wide, send it to your partner, have a conversation about which one resonates and how you feel a potential mismatch may have led to a past conflict and how you want to navigate things in the future. The more that you communicate about communicating, the better your communication is going to be. How many times do you reckon I can say communication in this episode? <laughs> um, I'd I'd love it if you took a screenshot right now and shared it to your story. Don't forget to tag me, share this episode far and wide and make sure that you head over to Instagram and leave me a comment to let me know if you are an internal or an external processor. I would love to know. Huge shout out as well to one of my favorite podcasts, the Multi-Amory podcast, where I originally learned about this concept. I adore this show, so please make sure you check it out. As always, if you're interested in working with me one-on-one -on -one to embody your femininity, enhance your sex life, and elevate your relationships, you can book in for a free chemistry call or sign up for coaching. You can find all the details in the show notes, plus links to other episodes mentioned today. And one last thing I'd love to announce to you is I'm going back to Byron Bay, baby. So as you know, I was meant to be in Europe this summer hosting some beautiful retreats, but the world is on pause. So I'm stuck in Australia which is okay, I guess. It's a beautiful country. 
but I've decided that I'm going to make the most of it and I'm going to host a retreat in the beautiful Byron Bay hinterland up on the central coast of New South Wales. It's a beautiful location. This is actually where I hosted my very first retreat a couple of years ago and I'm doing it at this gorgeous luxury boho villa with amazing lush grounds and it's going to be a five-day four-night retreat over the cup weekend that is the 30th of October to the 3rd of November and it's going to be divine. We're going to have daily meditation, daily sensual yoga classes. We're going to have our own personalized chef, personal chef, who will make personalized meals for us. Last time she put beautiful flowers on top of every dish. Um, It's going to be full of workshops around sensuality, sexuality, femininity, embodiment, about sex, orgasms, tantra, relationships, communication, all the juicy goodness that I teach you here on the podcast, but way, way deeper. It's going to be a beautiful intimate group in this amazing house. So there's only very limited spots available for this. If you're interested, check out the links in the show notes um, or send me a DM on Instagram and I'll share with you all the juicy details. I can't wait. And I hope that you will join me for this. If you're in Australia, if you're overseas, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I don't think anyone's allowed in Australia just yet, but look out for future retreats around the world. I hope that you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for being with me. And as always, stay sensual. Thanks for listening to the Sensuality Academy podcast. Before you go, I want to invite you to take my free quiz to discover your pleasure language. This really quick, fun quiz will get you started on your journey to explore your own pleasure and how to communicate this with a partner. Plus, you'll receive a bonus worksheet with journaling prompts to dive even deeper. Check it out now in the show notes or head to eleanorhadley.com slash pleasure language. Also, don't forget to share with your friends, post it to your stories and tag me over on Instagram at Eleanor Hadley. Enjoy! Enjoy!